0: Good morning it's good to see you as you can see i'm coming to you from a different place today <laughs> i'm in hattiesburg these next few days uh teaching an old adult bo- a vacation bible school at parkway heights united methodist church here in hattiesburg so um the next few mornings you'll uh, get a recording uh for me or a devotional for me um in a hotel room so uh you know if you haven't nowadays with technology if you have an iphone and a little portable mic and a Bible and a cup of coffee. You can do this from anywhere. So I uh, hope you enjoy the different, uh, different background for a couple of days. Um, I'll be down here through Wednesday and then Wednesday night. I'll be back at uh, St. Matthew's uh, as we start our Bible study. Um, so, uh, you'll probably get a Thursday morning video. Uh, you know, I recorded it today early. So, uh, you're watching that. I'm recording this on Monday. You're going to watch it on Tuesday or listen on Tuesday. So likewise, your Thursday will be, uh, recorded here in Hattiesburg. so anyway, uh today we're going to pick up in acts chapter 15. uh we st- we finished last um yesterday at um at uh verse we went through verse 21, but i want to read 19 through 21 again and then read through verse um 35. uh cuz this is going to be uh kind of what is decided about these gentile uh, believers. so Verse 19 of chapter 15, 15, verse 19 through 30, what did I say, 33, I believe, 35. So it says this, therefore, I have reached the decision. This is is James speaking. I've reached the decision that we should not trouble these Gentiles who are turning to God. We should write them to abstain only from things polluted by idols and from fornication and for whatever has been strangled from blood. For in every city for generations past, Moses has had those who proclaim him and has been read aloud in the Sabbath in these synagogues. And then verse 22. And the apostles and the elders, with the consent of the whole church, decided to choose men from among them, from among their members and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Bersabbas, and Silas, leaders among the brothers, with the following letter. These brothers both with the apostles and the elders to the believers of the Gentile origin in Antioch, in Syria, and Sicilia. Greetings. Since we have heard from certain, certain persons who have gone out from us, though with no instructions from us, have said things to disturb you and to unsettle your minds, we have decided unanimously to choose representatives and to send them to you, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same thing by word of mouth, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose upon you no further burden than than these essentials, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood, from what is strangled, and from fornication. If you will keep yourselves from these, you will do Do well. Farewell. So they were sent off and went down to Antioch. They gathered the congregation together, and they delivered the letter. When its members read it, they rejoiced at the exhortation. Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After they had been there for some time, they were sent off in peace by the believers and those, by to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, and there, with many others, were taught and proclaimed the word of the Lord. So we now see this famous letter um, from the church to the uh, th- from the Jerusalem Council. They um they wrote this letter uh, that was to be read uh, to these believers in Antioch. And what it basically what they basically decided was this: they first off name that the individuals who had come to them saying that you must first be circumcised, that you must first follow the law of Moses. They said, yes, they came from us. In other words, they were from Jerusalem, but they were not sent with us with these instructions. They were speaking for themselves. They were not speaking on behalf of the church. They were not speaking on behalf of the apostles. They were speaking of their own belief. So first off, yes, they were from Jerusalem, but they were not sent by us. So they were trying to help them understand. And by the way, this is where this whole, a little bit of confusion here about who has authority is where the concept of ordination comes from in time because um people can go out speaking and claim to have more authority than they do so ordination arose as a way to basically confirm that these individuals who are ordained are sent by the authority of such and such so so as we see here um they say yes they came from us but they did not come in our authority so that that's where the concept of ordination has come from historically. So, but they get there to the believers and they are told these things. Basically, all you have to do is believe in Jesus. We're not asking you to become Jewish. We're not asking you to become, uh, to be circumcised. We're not asking any of the th- these things. Simply believe in Jesus Christ as salvation. These are the things that we do ask you, said um, Verse 28. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose upon you no further burden than these essentials. And these essentials, these things are important. That you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood, from what has been strangled and from for- fornication. If you do, if you keep yourself from these, you will do well. Farewell. So let's unpack here what uh, they're asked to do. Um, fornication, That make, I mean, that makes sense. Um, you know, the Bible calls us to live a holy lifestyle. So that, that uh, fornication makes makes, that's kind of a no-brainer i mean that makes perfect sense so they're devoid from uh fornication and but then the things that are interesting are um food sacrifice to idols and from blood what has been strangled okay so um this notion of food sacrifice idols and this is something that comes up later in paul's works uh, this becomes a constant um struggle in the life of the church uh because in that culture, it was very common to have food that had been sacrificed. I don't remember uh, in the Old Testament um, sacrificial system. People would sacrifice animals on the altar, right? Well, what then happens to the meat? It is eaten, but, meaning by the priest, but sometimes given to others. So here we see that in this culture it was common to have food or meat that had been sacrificed to idols and then eaten by other individuals so the church says we ask you to refrain from that that becomes uh, an issue throughout the church because we see some some struggled with seeing this as a mark of the christian and paul says in romans he says um idols aren't real so um if you feel like there's nothing wrong with this it's okay But by what you do, don't cause another to stumble. So basically the first thing here is to avoid idolatry. What's the first commandment? Uh, Understand that God is one and worship him alone. So so the the whole notion of the food sacrifice to idols is about the notion of worshiping God alone and not placing any loyalty or trust in anyone but God. Um, uh, You may have read or heard that many of the early Christians uh, would not join the Roman army. And the reason being is not because they were pacifists per se, but it was because that to be in the Roman army, you had to worship Caesar. And the early church said, no, we worship Christ and Christ alone. So avoid idolatry in those ways. And then um, and then from blood and from what strangled, this does harken back to the Jewish um, dietary laws, but don't get caught up in the law so much as get caught up in this. The reason... Um, you're to avoid what's strangled and from blood is that blood is always in scripture synonymous with life and blood should be and life should be respected. Same thing with strangled. Strangled would have been food that had been killed um, in a overly grotesque way, if you will. Um, and so uh, the apostles say, listen, first, we need you to, not worship idols. We need you to worship God and God alone. You come from a pagan culture that is used to worshiping idols. You're now Christian. We don't do that. We worship God. Secondly, respect all life. And in this notion of strangling and blood, it it, it traces itself back to the, um, to the reality of valuing all life. That's why the Jews, the um, uh, Jews, ate their food in a certain way. That's why they killed their food in a certain way. It goes back to respecting life. So no idolatry, respect life, creation. The psalmist says, God has written his glory upon the firmament. So we respect all of creation because God is the giver of life. So in the Bible, when you respect life, you're respecting God because life comes from God. So first don't um, don't worship idols. Worship God. Secondly, respect life, respect human life, and, and respect creation. Respect all of creation. And, and thirdly, uh, no, don't indulge in for, fornication. Um, you know, sex is reserved for marriage. Um, so don't don't do that. Um, uh, live a holy life. You live in a in a debaucherous, uh, pagan culture. Um, you're gonna be out of step with that. Be holy be different, be holy. Um, so they're called to avoid that. And so do you see how each one of these things idolatry, uh, life, and avoiding fornication are all three I step with our culture that they're in. But all of these are things that are more simple and more easy to understand. So they the early the, these Gentile Christians were not called to follow the Jewish law. They were called to follow this Christian ethic of the worship of God, of their, rever- their revering life and, and and holiness. And so, um, it's a good call for us today, isn't it? Uh, you know, we can create all manner of uh, of additional laws and additional rules for us to follow. Uh, be a Christian means you must do this, or must do that. No, it just means you follow Jesus. It just means you follow Jesus. That you try to live a lifestyle devoted to God by worship. Uh, by respect of life and by living a holy lifestyle so um great words here for us uh, for the early church and we see that this takes hold um so um a very pivotal moment in the life of the church now tomorrow We're going to read another pivotal moment, but it isn't as joyous. It has more. uh, It comes from a a struggle in a relationship, but I think it has. I really think tomorrow has a lot to say to us all in the midst of life now. So uh, tomorrow we'll pick up with verse 36 and we'll read to the end of the chapter. Uh, Thanks for being with us. Hope you have a great rest of your day.